Okay, welcome to the Launch Goal Podcast. Today we have Ben, Gabe, and Arthur. They first showed up in season two of our podcast, I think in March, towards the end of March 2020, when they were still in core. And now they finished Capstone and are all employed. And we're just doing a reunion episode. So, hey guys, thanks for stopping by. Getting the band back together. Good to be here. So last time we talked, it was the uh, beginning of the pandemic and, and sort of the world was turning upside down, but you guys are still in core. You guys were in logical core, not even capstone. And you had this really unique process of working through core together, which is something that I think up until that point, uh, I hadn't seen too much of. So therefore we decided to record an episode together um, and the podcast. And it was really well received. I think a lot of people derived a lot of uh, inspiration out of it in terms of trying to find community with what we have at Launch Goal. Yeah, just give us an update on where you are now. What was it like finishing Core? What was it like working on Capstone together on a team? And uh, where where are you now in, in terms of your careers? Um, hey, this is Ben. Uh, I could take that first one. Finishing Core would have been impossible without these guys, uh, especially for me. Um, I was the, the uh, I was the one dragging. Uh, I was the one that needed to rush to get done. Uh, and so it was all of these guys' support and making me making sure that my sort of lane was clear. Uh, and if I had issues that I had them to go to, to help me get done in a timely fashion to make the capstone deadline, because we definitely needed to do it as a team. So that was huge, having just having this, having these guys together uh, for that. And then when it got to capstone, the fact that we were already a solid team that worked well together was immediately apparent. Uh, Capstone was so much smoother for us. I can't, I, I certainly don't want to speak for people that came into Capstone, not on a team, but I was so thankful to have this camaraderie already put in place so that I could spend all of our time focusing on learning. Um, and Capstone, uh, you know, you, you talk about early in Capstone, how, especially when it comes to the systems design work, uh, strong opinions are necessary. Uh, and, and vetting strong opinions through blunt, honest conversation is, is sort of how we grow and learn to develop our own coding style and uh, really l- deepen our knowledge. And so the ability to trust and love these guys while we were going through that immediately, I think paid off in spades for us. Uh, ben touched upon a really important point that Chris also brings up all the time during uh, specifically the start of Capstone, which is trust and how hard it is for new teams to trust each other. Whereas when we came in as a group, like there was none of that. Like we didn't have to spend a second thinking about that. Like I knew if Arthur wanted to do something or Ben wanted to do something else, like I didn't have to worry about it for a split second. And that was so, it was so comforting to know that. And yeah, the whole process was, yeah, finishing core and getting to Capstone was, was, it was really, really fun. Like we spent more time on a video chat than we spent out of it. Like it was absolutely, oh, yeah. Yo, facts. if we, if we logged, we probably spent like 1500 hours on whereby, which is just like zoom. Um, and it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. So yeah, couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Arthur. I think, uh, March last time we did this, that's about the point where we all, kind of pedal to the metal me and Gabe started uh I don't know pushing each other to new heights of 
you can say competing. let's see how fast we can go while still mastering <laughs> stuff um and just yanking ben along like ben come on yeah. you want to be in capstone with us like hurry up um but yeah we all made it there and then and i everything that the guys are saying is 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 true and and during capstone too i think you know we we put in some really long days we did everything together um having that communication having that base already there um went a long way towards just allowing us to focus on the technical stuff and and also you know come up with the best ideas we could and and drive each other to be better all the way through so yeah absolutely it was great and that that doesn't even actually account for the job hunt and the, the benefit of having this having this bond through the job hunt because that is that is a stressful process. It, it can be long. It can be stressful. Even, even when it's going well, it's stressful. Um, and so the ability to have somebody to lean on and call and, uh, and complain about something that went wrong or get, get, you know, picked back up after you, after you screwed up a technical interview or, you know, ask questions, uh, prep for an upcoming interview, anything like that, just having, Having, having that base of love there is is huge for that process because that's probably one of the mo- I, I certainly don't want to scare people but that's one of the more stressful things I've ever been a part of is that that job hunt I want to talk about job hunt but before we do that I just want to talk about capstone for a sec first because I think you hit upon, hit upon some really good points that capstone really is a team-oriented discussion-oriented experience it's not just like read these books because you need to talk about them. You need to be able to have that rigorous debate, but mm-hmm. without sort of feeling like you're being attacked, right? How do you understand something? You've got to be able to talk about it. You have to be able to debate. This is how working engineers are going to interview you, right? And having, yep. again, that trust is super important. This is also why we actually started to introduce teams one month before Capstone starts now. So it was oh, nice. that we introduced teams, uh, I think the first week of Capstone, but in order to help facilitate that team building, we're trying to introduce teams uh, a month out. So they- That's great. A little bit of- Yeah, that's a really good move. And so, yeah, Capstone is just such a unique experience because it's not mastery-based learning anymore. This is probably one of the biggest sort of transformations that people have to make in their minds is that we're now moving into just-in-time learning. This is how learning feels at work. Yes. You can't (laughs) just take like months to learn something. Whereas in core, you could, and we want you to do that. But in capstone, it's literally like every day we have a thing and you have to be able to talk about it, feel it out, be okay with not fully understanding it. But that feeling out process, I do think that again, without trust, you can't talk to people, but you're scared, you know, to like say what you don't know. But when you have trust, mm-hmm. you just say what you know, and somebody else will say what they know, and you kind of fill it out together. That's exactly what we want in Capstone. It's very discussion oriented, right? So that just-in-time learning ability is 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 sort of hand in hand works with sort of the ability to like have discussions about topics that you don't know. Yeah, and I think to Capstone's credit, like being being oriented the way it is, um, for those who haven't gone through it, it you know it, it has some similarities to a university course, but I think it's it's less the teacher preaching to you at the front of the room and you furiously taking notes and more engaging in your own sort of exploration of a lot of new concepts and a lot of new things. And so being able to do that as a team is, is obviously super helpful. Um, you could do it on your own. It's better to do it with a team. 
And it's also so humbling, right? Like in, engineering in general is so humbling. Like if you get to Capstone and you still have an ego, I don't know what to tell you. Like I still, we still, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure I can speak for all the guys here. We don't know anything, right? And so you get there and, and Chris talks about uh, being able to debate comfortably with each other. It's like, of course we can, because we know that none of us are, you know, are too, too good for anything. Like we don't know anything. And so, um, yeah, it, it was all around great. And like Arthur said, I personally don't know if I could have um, received that level of education outside of Capstone, especially not uh, in that time frame. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's organized uh, and, and the material is just so, it's, it's so nicely presented and curated. And so, yeah, I would definitely recommend it uh, to anybody who is serious about uh, getting a job and, and becoming a, a really good uh, engineer. Biggest thing is that it's updated based on you, like all three of you are working out. I'm going to talk about that in a bit after the job hunt, but all three of you are working out. Basically, Capstone gets requirements from you, right? You go out, you work, and you say, hey, look, I thought this was good. I thought these were some gaps. And then we try to plug the gaps in Capstone. So it's always updated. And Capstone is the bridge between core and sort of what we're, you know, what we're seeing on the market, and especially our Capstone graduates, right? So the entire curriculum is sort of like backfilled, right? Mm -hmm. So this is not a curriculum that's designed sort of like in a vacuum. It's very much designed you know, based on feedback, but let's talk about the job hunt for a sec. So, so, so Ben touched on this a little bit where, you know, having that tight knit group, the three of you were very comfortable with each other, helped a lot during capstone, um, going through it. You had a great project campaign. I, I, you know, even, even now I thought, um, a lot of capstone teams actually look at that project as, as inspiration for, for a project that's sort of like tightly scoped, but incredibly, well built the quality right the polish just the depth um just incredible so talk about the job hunt um and how especially related to sort of your u3 right u3 how 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 did that how did how did have like a like a high trust group going through a job hunt help i think it'd be interesting to talk about each one of our personalities um and how we each approach this and it's yes. Gabe here, by the way. Yeah. And go, Gabe. I, you you yeah. got to start this one off. I could start <laughs> this one off. Yeah. So um, I'm somebody who, who's very obsessive and who's like, go, go, go mentality. And so when, and I was dying to start the job on like two weeks before we had to. And I kept pinging Chris, like, Chris, check out my resume, check out my side. Is it good to go? And he's like, oh, no, let's wait until Wednesday or whatever. And I think, uh, Chris, you allowed me to start on a Monday or something. No, I think on a Friday, and we were supposed to start the following Monday. Correct. And I remember that by that Monday, <laughs> I had already submitted like 150 applications, a cover letter for every single one of them, personalized the whole the whole shebang, right? Yo, and I wake I up on Monday and I'm ready to start. <laughs> and I'm like, Gabe, what's up? You getting started? He's like, I already did 150 over the weekend. Gabe had Gabe had an interview before I sent out an application. This is. This is the kind of person Gabe is. Yes. Let's understand this. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and my mentality was like, I need to cast a really wide net. I need to apply for all these cool companies that I like and more. And it got to a point where that Monday came around. And I think I had like four or five interviews already lined up for Monday. Tuesday was like five. Wednesday was like five. Friday, and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was talking to the guys like, 
I don't think I can handle this. Like if I knew that companies would actually get back to me, because I didn't think a lot of companies would get back to me and they didn't like just some of them. Right. And yeah, it was just uh, trying to get through all those interviews and trying to squeeze some time in for studying and, um, and just, yeah, the, the whole environment, it, it was also stressful, right? Because you're trying to look for a job to sustain your family and you have all this in the back of your mind and you're trying to perform during these interviews, during these coding challenges, systems design challenges, and just having Arthur and Ben there to just talk to throughout this entire process. Uh, it was it was incredible because I, I'm somebody who, who like I said, it has a, a go, go, go mentality, but I also knew that I don't think I could have lasted uh, longer than a week, I, I mean, a month, if you will. Like, I don't think I would have been able to uh, have gone through, yeah. yeah, through the job hunt if I was there like two, three months. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah. th- I don't know if I would have, how well I would have done there. So I was like, I need to make sure I give it everything I've got the first week or two and, and try to get out of it uh, from yeah, right away because I just, I don't know if I could have handled it. Yeah. So Gabe absolutely treated it like a, like a 50 meter dash, which I think was great because I think he killed it. Um, and you didn't mention how, how long it took you to sign the offer, but you were out of the job market a couple weeks into the process, right? Right. Yeah. It took, it took two weeks uh, for me to get, uh, everything signed, uh, and, and yeah, handled. So it, it was, it worked out in the end. Thank God. Could have been earlier had I not had another company that was really interested, but then they, they gave me a fat no, which was, which is great. But yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I, I'm, uh, my personality is a little bit more laid back than Gabe's, although throughout this entire process, I've been pushed. Gabe has been pushing me because I'm a very competitive person naturally. So, so I think that's been the best thing in this team for me has been having to compete with somebody like Gabe. I started at a little bit more leisurely race, still tried to get a lot of applications out there. Um, and yeah, I, I would say our project hit really well. Um, there's a lot of employers just super impressed by it. Couldn't believe what we were able to accomplish. Um, especially with as little experience as we had, you know, and some, and some literally in disbelief, trying to, trying to question us, trying to figure out like where, what, you know, how we could possibly do this or pull this off. Um, and then I think for myself, so I was, I was interviewed or I was looking for jobs out of New York. Um, initially I was only applying to New York companies and, uh, what I found there was New York companies were really slow, um, in getting back to me. So, I think about two weeks in is when I started applying to remote companies, um, smaller startups, remote companies, and they were much faster. So that's that's where you could sort of see the 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 greater demand there, at least to the point where I was applying. So I ended up signing with remote company um, maybe about a month into the process. I had two great offers and, and chose one. Yeah, and and that and then all the New York companies started really getting engaged and pouring in with their with their engagement. So that was interesting, but. The same with Gabe. It, it felt great to get it off the market, you know, to get off the market and, and sign. And, and I would say the whole process was, uh, I don't think I was so stressed out all the way through. I think, I think I was treating it a little bit more leisurely. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to burn out, but I was happy to be done with it when, uh, when we got to the end for sure. And uh, Arthur, what did your final numbers look like in terms of 
how long it took and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I ended up uh, maybe sending out about 400 applications, um, got a bunch of engagements, ended up with two offers. Um, and I think, I think it took about four to five weeks from uh, the time I started till the acceptance. And I also want to just throw this out there. I mean, all three of you ended up with six-figure offers, uh, accepted yeah. six-figure offers. Sometimes when I read articles about like, hey, how I got a job in tech and this is what you should do, you know, my first reaction is like, you know, not to discount this, but like, what kind of job do you have? And then, because then I would know whether or not to listen to your advice, right? Like if, and again, nothing wrong with some sort of low paying job, it's totally fine. But if you've got a job that pays $50,000 a year, you know, I, you know, most people are launch posts, not everybody, but most people launch goals probably aiming higher or just a different place. And so they would probably want, you know, you probably wouldn't want to listen to that advice, right? So, um, just to sort of set the stage, I mean, all of you, you know, six figure jobs, you know, good jobs at, at, at you know, engineering center companies that, that, um, you know, value software engineers. Yeah. I think from the beginning of the process, all three of us had agreed, you know, we, we were at the same point where we said, you know, any one of us would be happy with six figures. That was basically the number, um, because I think for for all three of us, six figures was a life changing amount, and 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 we all were, we all were above that, so we were good in the end. Yeah, and uh, sort of oddly enough to segue into the value of Capstone through that number, uh, through those numbers, um, I remember having a discussion because I knew the guys wanted to do Capstone, uh, were like sort of dead set on it, and I was a little bit up in the air about it, and I remember talking to you, Chris, about you know, what's the return like? And you said, it's, we're looking at about a 20 to 30,000 a year or for your first year starting salary bump, having gone through capstone and that mon- that the monetary return absolutely is there. I, I, I mean, the proof is in the pudding in terms of that, the salary numbers for our, our caps for our cohort were awesome. But then capstone's value to me is, is beyond those numbers because you're going to have to do this job hunt anyway. You're going to have to go out and if you want to get a job in this, you have to go on the hunt. And so you might as well do it armed to the teeth with all the knowledge you have, with all the team, uh, team camaraderie that you have with Chris in your corner, um, you know, having data structures and algorithms in the bag, systems design questions in the bag, just a general lay of the land, having heard from other capstone grads about what the job hunt is like tips and tricks and, and what to look for in a job and stuff like that. Like, those intangibles are where the real value for Capstone came to me. Um, and then we have again, we have a new thing here where you, I think your cohort didn't have this, but uh, we have Capstone mentors now. So uh, oh, right. there, there are people who you know finish Capstone. They're they're not just um, working engineers in the field. Like I have a lot of friends in the field that's been in the industry for you know 15, 20 years. Whenever I talk to them about you know what we're doing they they remember how they got into tech 20 years ago and it just doesn't the advice is not good you know they're well-meaning but they're they're just they haven't been thinking about how to get into tech right um and so our capsule mentors are software engineers working in the field but they also went through capstone and i think from that perspective they know exactly what type of advice to give and where you're where you're going and it, 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 it's worked out really, really well. So we've done it two times so far. 
um, and it's it's been really good. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep that keep that going. Um, but yeah, your for your cohort, <laughs> we didn't we didn't have that. We just kind of like kind of meet there. So I did want to talk about sort of the 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 team because that's sort of the unique thing about you three, right? So like yeah, going through capstone, sure, there's you know um, that was good, but like what were some of the things like someone's listening in court right now what were just what what could they do right now to help build that strong team relationship or or just yeah that interpersonal relationship that you three had i think it's going to be hard to replicate just because it, it's just like any relationship is unique but but how did how do you you three do it and last you know kind of in core through capstone through the job hunt and even till now um Something that Arthur and I did, so it's Gabe here, something that Arthur and I did was we would just reach out to people, and Arthur was better than uh, me at this, but we would just reach out to people at the start of our launch school career and just start talking to people, get together, uh, try to pair program and whatnot. And by doing that, you get yourself out there, you get comfortable talking to others, and you just, you're able to see who you mesh well with. And most of those are not going to work out. And a lot of people, not a lot, but a good amount of them are just, you know, they're going to be unresponsive for whatever reason. And so, yeah, I think my my advice there is just reach out. But uh, in regards to Arthur and Ben and um, why we work out so well and, and how we knew this from the start, like, I met Ben and Arthur when we were uh, in a TA session uh, where Surgen was leading it. And the way they were talking to each other, like, I knew right away that if I was in a room with both of them, like we'd get along perfectly. Like it just, you know, like when you talk to somebody, you know right away if that's the kind of person that you mesh well with. And so I feel like, like that's life in general where you just, you reach out to people, you talk to people and most are not gonna work out. But when you you come across the your group of people, like you know right away. And once you know right away, like keep it moving. And, and that's, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, I, I think what Gabe's touching on, and, and maybe we covered a little bit of this in the first podcast too, but um, I think obviously one reason why we 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 work out so well and why this is why it's lasted this long is because we genuinely like each other. And yeah. and we and we built those personal relationships on top of the professional relationship, or maybe underneath the professional relationship, right? You know, this wouldn't have worked or lasted if it was purely a professional relationship. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's even good advice going forward in your career too. It's to just genuinely see people as people and and not just see them as what can you do for me or what value can you bring to my career or my professional life. But yeah, just just uh, treat people like people. I think it'll go a long way. Yeah, uh, the one the one thing I wanted that I would add to that is. Um, of course, have conversations that are not just professional or, or scholarly, but have personal personal uh, uh, conversations, get to know the other person. And then because that's how that's where and how the trust gets developed. But then the other big one that I wanted to add is celebrate the wins. Um, I think at the time that we spoke in March, we had, you know, we had our wins of like, which are very valid of, of passing assessments and completing courses and stuff like that. But then when it came time to like, I mean, we had a, we had a big old night long drinking session to celebrate graduating core, then the same thing to celebrate capstone being done, then the same to celebrate campion being done. And then when I finally got the job, got my job and sort of closed that chapter out, 
our sort of pre-professional chapter out, we had a, another session. Um, and then the, the, the beautiful in real life meeting that we eventually had later on, but, but celebrating the wins is a great way to uh, add to that camaraderie and really strengthen that bond. Yeah, I think it's my responsibility to provide more avenues for it, right? And so it's, I can't force people to work together, but like study sessions is how you all first met, but um, we're doing uh, seminars, which I think we might've started it after you finished core, I can't remember, but um, these seminars we're doing where we divide up people into teams and they're responsible for like a chapter um, to present on. That's another avenue. You know, we have a lot of different study sessions, like peer-led study sessions. So that's always what I'm always on the lookout for. Like we have a little chess group going, um, you know, it, it, we have to build those avenues where people can collide. But this also goes to that question of like, you have to be willing to like participate, right? You have to be willing to give right. a lot more. Yep. In a community like this, when you give, it's not just you giving X hours and, and like, that's it. I, I think it's a really, really high chance that you give X hours and you get two X back. Right. Easy. You know, in, in, in sort of a community like, like launch schools where we just attract so many just really, really good students, right? Good people. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say, which is that I'm sure that there's more that launch school can do institutionally to support this kind of thing. But I also say, if, you know, if you're a current student in launch school, you already know this, but the launch school community is one of the most beautiful and best communities on the internet. Like, like there, there are amazing people in that community. There's something about, you know, the self-selection that happens when, when people choose to take the slow path and really master something. But these are smart, lovely, generous people. And, and so you absolutely should avail yourself of the community while you're going through it. And if you don't, you're missing out. Yeah, we've all, we've also been, uh, incredibly impressed with sort of the the communal generation that came out of our first podcast uh study groups popping up uh was it the women in coding group mm-hmm. popping up there are like so many student-led opportunities to meet other students and find those people that you can form that three or foursome with to to get you through the rest of the get you through the rest of the process do not do not go through your law school career without at least participating in some of those. I do get a question sometimes like, what is the minimum amount of commitment I can make in order to like finish core and, you know, get a job. And while I think there is an answer for that for every individual person, I do think, yeah, it's missing out on, you know, on, on the bigger benefit here, you know, if, and same thing with work, right? Like if, if you do go to work, you're getting paid, but like it would be weird to think like, what is the minimum amount of work I need to do to make sure I don't get fired or, you know, get continue to get my paycheck. And to me, it's all about growth, right? Growth in your career, setting yourself up. Why are you taking the slow path, <laughs> right? If you wanted the fast path, go to the boot camp. It's totally fine. You can get a job in a boot camp. It's totally fine. Very, you know, all of all three of you, I fully believe you could have gotten jobs at boot camps if you had you gone to a boot camp, but you're here. Why, is, why are you here? Because you actually wanted to, you know, understand and you wanted to start your careers at a different place, right? In, in a different tier. So it, it yeah, I, I think that there's so much value to be had in terms of, and, and, you know, reaching out, meeting people, and then, yeah, getting that 2X return back, 3X return back. Um, 
So talk to me about your, so you're working now, you've all been working for a couple couple months, not years, right? Are you able to talk about how work is going? Is, is it okay? <laughs> is it? For sure, yeah. Work has been, has been great. Um, I think I, I get remember, it, I get this question. I'll, I'll, I'll just prime you for this. Um, a lot of people are like, okay, cool. You got this project and you got into work. Now, are you able to hang on to your high paying job? You got a great six circuit job, but can you hang on to it? Right. Yeah. No, you, you spoke about this a lot during Capstone, Chris, where we put all this undue pressure on ourselves to, to prove our, prove our worth. And we, a lot of people don't think they're good enough. They have imposter syndrome. They think that once they get a job, they won't be able to keep up. And you always kept saying like, guys, like the interviews are tough, but once you start like the day-to-day stuff, it, it's, uh, it's not hard. Like you guys can do it. Like if you've gone through core and capstone, you could do the job that, that you sign up for. Like there's absolutely no doubt about that. And personally, like it's, it's been great. Um, Launch school has equipped me with the, with the ability and the hunger to learn, to put myself out there. Um, Chris talks about just-in-time learning. My my entire uh, six months so far has been just-in-time learning. I've learned all kinds of yeah. different technologies, languages, libraries, frameworks, you name it. I've learned so many things. And I remember listening to the podcast early on in my law school career and thinking, God, it's so scary having to learn Go and Docker and all this stuff in a couple of days and try to, you know, cram it in there and and create some sort of output for your company. And after Capstone, like, it's just, it's not a problem. Like, that's what I do. I just solve problems and I learn stuff and it's a blast. It, it It's it's really, really fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely thriving at my, at my job. Um, they, they love, they love me. They love the work I do. They, uh, my boss appreciates how little, he has to, let me rephrase, when I need to get my boss involved, it's because I need to get my boss involved, not because, uh, oh, this is, you should have, you should have been able to look this up in documentation. Like this is in the docs. Why didn't you find this? That, that doesn't happen with me. And that's because launch school taught me like one of the first, what is one of the first chapters in launch school is here's how you read the Ruby docs. Um, and I, I would drop that actually, I would drop that in job interviews and you could see the nods of approval on the interviewer's face when they were like, what did launch school teach you? I'm like, well, one of the first chapters is how to read documentation. Like, oh, thank you. Because, <laughs> there's, you know, you, you add value in saving your manager time. Uh, I'm being trusted with larger and larger projects. I'm about to contribute to an open source, uh, actually a circuit breaker, um, contribute to an open source circuit breaker that will then allow our job to hire in a new space. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm contributing in incredibly outsized ways for, uh, you know, a two month in developer. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm echoing the same thing here, but absolutely job is easier than the interviews job is easier than definitely capstone and probably most of launch school. Um, it feels really silly sometimes. Um, even though, you know, I, I, I yeah, I love my job. I love the benefits. I love everything about it. Um, I'm working in a technical stack that's Flask, um, which is a Python framework. Um, I do a lot of work in Vue on the front end. Um, every once in a while, I touch more backend stuff like Snowflake, uh, Airflow for, for, for DAGs. Um, and all of this is stuff that was not covered in Capstone at all, right? And And yet, 
the the hard problems that we solved in Capstone building this project gave me every confidence in the world to be able to go in and say, yeah, I can absolutely work in this stack. I can absolutely contribute, you know, maybe not from day one, but definitely from, from week two or three. And, and yeah, I think that's, Ben was talking about the value of Capstone earlier on. I just add on to that. It's, it's that, right? Um, could we have gone through bootcamp and, and, and been able to do this job? Probably. But, but to have something like Campion under our belts, to know that we solved a, a technical problem like that, um, it really changes the way that you relate to a lot of these things. You know, we have this confidence to know that, yeah, I feel like I have this confidence that I know that I can handle whatever problem it is, even if it's in a domain or a space that I don't know anything about. I'll take my time and I'll figure it out. It's no problem. Yeah, this is Preach. so interesting because Python, Flask, I mean, Vue, definitely not Snowflake, right? Like none of the stuff is covered in Core or Capstone. None of it, right? And it reminds me of this um, discussion that 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 we had a while back about how come employers aren't hiring me? They have to give me a chance to learn. You know, how could how why, how could uh, I learn? Uh, how can I know the stuff if employers don't give me a chance to learn? Right? That's the complaint. It's not that employers don't give you a chance to learn. It's that we're talking about different types of learning. Mastery-based learning of fundamentals versus just-in-time learning of tools. Employers absolutely want to give you a chance to learn, but the latter type of learning, the just-in-time learning of tools and tooling and frameworks and libraries, that's cool. But you have to become already mastered of fundamentals. Only then can you then go learn, yeah, Flask. I don't know, Python, let alone a framework, right? Of Python framework. How, how is that possible? That's, that seems two steps away. It's not. If you've already mastered the fundamentals of APIs and web development in any language, right? So I think it's, it's exactly um, that type of thing where you have to separate the two types of learning demands and you yourself have to put on master-based learning on fundamentals and then we go to a job, you can you can go to any of these like engineering centric jobs and and learn on the job. You don't have to come up, come in fully formed. That's not what employers are asking. Okay, good. So all of you are doing great at work, which sounds uh, I mean, I'm not surprised, <laughs> but um happy to hear nonetheless. So there was a meeting, a physical meeting, post-pandemic, uh, physical meeting, first time meeting together. Anybody wanna Give us a summary of that. You get you guys put a little, nice little picture, I think, in in our Slack. That it was uh, it was a dream come true. It was magic. Uh, Gabe's a lot taller than I thought he would be. <laughs> Arthur's got a lot more <laughs> swag in his step than I ever thought he would because you know he doesn't walk around yeah. when he's in front of his computer. And I'm more muscular too, right? Well, how tall is Gabe? <laughs> pause on that one. <laughs> um, it was. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Um, I don't know. It's, it's my first, it's my first time. Uh, I'm a little bit older than, than both these guys. It was my first time ever meeting an online friend in real life. Um, so that was definitely a little bit odd for me, but that was, it was just a blast. Um, what did we do? We walked around Prospect Park. Uh, I went, you know, the beauty of being re working remotely is I, I held a meet. Actually, I think both of us, all three of us held a meeting in the morning. 
right uh, with, with our respective companies so we, yeah, we, we all off. three have remote work so we we uh we did some just working together uh you know for old time's sake we, we we've done a lot of work together in the past and it's kind of cool all three of us working together in the same space but now working for separate companies that's beautiful that's so beautiful and so it's funny i i have a friend who who uh runs a company and they and it's a remote company and he tells me that when it, when sometimes they have a company-wide retreat he'll end up like firing people because in person they end up being very different than than they are online i guess this <laughs> wasn't the case here it was as advertised uh it, yeah it, it was it was absolutely awesome like i remember uh because i was in boston like it, it was just so so meant to be right guys like yeah i was in boston for because i had to see a doctor and arthur lives in new york and ben was somehow like he ended up in in manhattan or something right for like that for couples for that week right Ben. yep and so like we just that the monday so we met on a tuesday monday night like the guys were like oh yeah we're gonna be here we're gonna be there and i was like oh great i'm gonna get uh book some amtrak tickets i'll book a hotel and i'll be there for three days and uh yeah that's how it happened i went there we all met to get uh met each other but i went there i arrived and both of them were waiting for me at penn station i was supposed to come out uh on the terminal where it's like brand new you know it looks nice i came out on the wrong terminal so i'm over there frantically waiting and hoping that <laughs> that they come pick me up um next thing i know i see these two huge guys just rushing towards me a group hug um yeah it was just it was incredible it, all around it and like you nervous at all like oh my gosh meeting as ben says a, online friend <laughs> a little bit i was like oh, i hope these guys are not i know they're weird but i hope they're not super weird and yeah life. but no it was it was awesome like right away um yeah it, it was it was great all around we had so much fun we went out we like ben said we went to the park we worked together we, I, I beat Arthur at Mario Kart several times. I mean, it was just uh, great all around. So, <laughs> Yeah, and you wrote a great article, Gabe, uh, called Programming Gave Me My Best Friends, which is on the Launch School Medium publication now, um, that really captured it. And um, yeah, just seeing your pictures, I just thought like there was so much happiness. I was just like, I want to bottle that up, you know? I want to bottle that up somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that is just so amazing for me to see. And, you know, we talk about culture. What is the culture of Launch School? I think for me, the default was like, kind of like a seriousness, studiousness, you know, just because for me, I feel like I have an obligation to you all. And if you're gonna trust me, I don't want you to crash and burn on a job market, right? So for me, there's like this like seriousness. But I think what you've brought is, uh, is a happiness, <laughs> right? Like you can be work hard, make six figures and and still like be happy which i think is an important attribute to also bring in here a little bit right it doesn't just have to be a, a grinding uh, experience the whole time so uh, absolutely like uh, you know and that, that's why i pointed out that the freedom afforded to us by all working remotely you know where where this this sort of culmination of two years of hard work in one school has yes made us inseparable um kind of war bonded buddies for life right like going through this really hard thing together i think forged some really strong bonds um and yes on the other hand um it's not like we're at the end now we're like oh yeah this is this is sad like we, we're still 
you know, we're still still we're still celebrating, we're still enjoying, and 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 we're just happy to to go into this next chapter now. Um, and we're still friends. Yeah, and this next chapter is going to be exciting. I think that once you kind of get into that other side, the other side of the tech where you're not fearful all the time, where you're fearful of change, fearful of being laid off, fearful of uh, GitHub Copilot, you know, you're, you're not working out of fear all the time, but out of excitement and out of possibility and out of, wow, I can do this and I can do it out of like things unlocking, feels like door locking. This is, this is what makes tech, I think, amazing. You got to get on that side. Once you're on that side, it's not just the money. Yeah, the money's good, of course. But it, it you know, if you're come, if you came for the money, you know, you you got to stay for that that enthusiasm of sort of that freedom that tech gives you of navigating your career intentionally, right? And uh, and that's how you're going to thrive. But um, super looking forward to how you three progress. I know you just started in your job six months two to six months, um, three to six months. But um, yeah, it, it, I mean, any any other thoughts you want to share with sort of the Launchable community? This podcast is for Launchable people. So prospective, core, current capstone, or even graduates. Yeah, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to say uh, one thing in regards to what you just spoke about fear, Chris. Um, the boys and I talk about this all the time, like just not operating from this fearful mindset, like. In meetings, we we're comfortable bringing up our own perspectives and our own ideas, and and not being scared that oh my god, if I say the wrong thing, they're going to fire me. Well, I if they fire me, exactly, yeah. And if they fire me, like I can get a job in a couple of weeks. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And, and that feeling is so liberating. It's incredible. Yeah. It is one of the best feelings you you can have. And so many other industries, you can't. You that's just not possible, right? And I'm, I'm genuinely so grateful to have found Launch School and be able to just walk around confidently. Um, yeah. And uh, another thing that I'd like to say is, and that I didn't have a chance to bring up earlier, uh, Wendy, uh, who's somebody who gradu- uh, graduated Launch School a couple of years ago, she, uh, you brought her uh, during our capstone cohort once to talk to us. And she told us that like, none of us were special enough to not get a job. And when she said that, like during Capstone, that was all that needed to be said. Like all three of us, like we knew from that moment on, like it was, it was smooth sailing. Like we're going to get a job. We're not special. And, it, and it's so funny because there was every single kind of personality you can think of in our cohort. We had like 15 different people and every single person got an incredible job. And so like, if you're going through core or Capstone right now, like you're not special enough to not get a job like everybody is going to get a job and yeah i'm just i'm just really grateful for what you've built chris and thank you so much core is the magic right like you as arthur said like your job probably is going to require 80 90 percent of core skills right so i i don't want people to think that like oh i gotta do capstone you don't have to capstone i want you to probably, uh, but you don't have to, right? The assessments in core, the way we've structured things from the beginning is going to be valuable. So yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, any, yeah, any I, advice? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say too, like I, I got a lot of gratitude in my heart for for law school, for this community. Um, There's just been really incredible people that, that, have, that have supported me um, 
and, 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 you know, just talk to me all the way through and, and, and it's, it really is, uh, it really is something that this community, um, and, and I'll say that if you're in law school now, if you're in core now, just keep going. It's, it's, it's worth it. Um, you know, uh, there were definitely points where, where I thought, man, I could just do a boot camp. It'd be easier, it'd be quicker. But I think what you're hearing from all of us today is, is the ability to walk into a job and know that we have multiple years of experience working through the fundamentals, doing this stuff. Um, and, and to me, that gives me just this, this confidence that, you know, I know imposter syndrome is, is a real thing. I don't feel that in this job. I don't feel as though I don't deserve to be here. I feel as though I know what I'm doing and I'm confident in my contributions to the company. And, and a huge part of that is just having gone through launch school and, you know, ended up building a, a project like Campion, you know, and, and so having that sort of in my back pocket gives me confidence going forward. So if, you know, if you're, if you're doubting the process, just keep going and yeah, definitely find somebody to study with those people could support you too. But uh, I think it, it, I think it's worth it in the end is what you're hearing here. Yeah. You, <clears throat> sorry, you really can't overstate the value that that confidence brings uh, and offers you in your professional world. I mean, imposter syndrome, that is real. I absolutely struggled with that during the job hunt in my very first days onboarding my, you know, I took my first ticket, <clears throat> you know, I would take my first ticket. And I'm wondering like, do I have this in me? Like am I, every time I ask for help, am I asked for too much help and all of that, but like very quickly proved to myself that that worked out really well. Um, and just the other day, a, a family friend that I hadn't seen for a long time, we, we saw each other and, and she was like, man, it's, that's, you know, it's really lucky it all worked out for you. And I'm like, there was no luck involved in any of this. You know, I, I found a community of success minded goal oriented people and I was success minded and I was goal oriented and capstone promised me this or law school promised me this, this knowledge base Capstone promised me this kind of job and with 100% success rate, it, it, it's delivered on that. And so it didn't feel like any kind of luck. It didn't feel like any, like I just sort of, it, that, that, that statement just felt weird. It was like, there was no luck in this. Like, this is what they yeah, said would happen. And it, and it happened. Facts. Yeah. Facts. I always tell people, I'm like, look, you could be the first person who doesn't get a job out of Capstone. Look, I, I can't tell the future. I can only tell you the past. Right. So I can tell you what we've had in the past, but like, you know, if it doesn't work out for you, I'll, I'll update the numbers for the future. Um, <laughs> but, you know, knowing the num knowing the market and knowing how, like, if we're even having that conversation, that means you've probably done okay in core, right? As long as you didn't misrepresent yourself to, to us at launch school, right? You didn't like cheat on assessments or anything. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have data about you, right? So, I always try to look at data. I have data about individuals over a long period of time. I have data about the market, right? And 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 historical data about how that match that mapping process worked. So roughly speaking, right? Yeah, the market could take a totally different turn for sure. And that'd be out of my control, right? That'd be out of your control too. But um, but yeah, I think what we're doing here is definitely very like data-driven and it's about yeah, walking people through this path. Um, and frankly, 
two years of working through launch school, my opinion, all right, is that it is it is probably more valuable than two years working at some random company because uh, working somewhere, you're, you're not like systematically hitting all your gaps, right? You're just, it just happens to be whatever you're working on. This project exposes you to this, that project exposes you to that. It's very, you know, happenstance. Whereas when you're working through a curriculum, it is about addressing what you don't know, especially a master-based one, right? Like you get through, you go quick if you know something, right? If you're awesome at SQL or something or databases, yeah, go through that database course super quick. Next course, you don't know anything about, you're, you're, you stay there for a while, for two, three months. Um, and so this, if you do continues to do that for like two years, you're just always addressing your gaps. That's gotta be good for you. Right. If you're, if you're interested in, in, in this as a career. So, but okay. I didn't actually didn't want to make this talk all about like how awesome launch boy is. I actually wanted to talk about how awesome you three are or how I, I, I just want to maybe ask one last question. So like going through this whole journey together. Now you're, you know, from beginning of core and, and now getting jobs and working and meeting, this is a tough question, all right? So, like, what did you learn about friendship and teamwork? I mean, I learned that, you like, you can never do – you can't do anything by yourself, right? Uh, I mean, maybe some people can, but I'm bad at it. And and so, yeah, I, I, I asked for help early in this process. You know, I, I know some people are joining, you know, law school or maybe other programs, and they have, like, family or friends that are also doing it, also supporting. I think that's valuable, right? For me, I thought this was something I wanted to do, but um, I've told these guys many times, I don't think I would ever made it through core without them. Um, and, and and so, and I'm, and I'm just being honest about that. Um, in the first, uh, in the prep materials for launch school, we read a book called Mastery, um, talks about different styles of learning, right? I kind of, you know, self-identified really quickly as, as the dabbler, right? Like I'm somebody that, likes to dabble in a lot of different stuff, but has a hard time committing to something. And for me, um, getting, getting social buy-in, getting support from other people is, is, is the way that I'm going to finish something. Um, and so having these guys was absolutely essential for that. And so, yeah, I couldn't have done it on my own, but I'm, I'm standing here because of these guys. I grew, I grew tremendously as a person because of these guys. I, I had more bluntly honest conversations with them in a disagreeing fashion than I think I have had with maybe anybody else, uh, possibly in my life. Um, I mean, I have, I, I, how many, Arthur, how many times did I slack you after we hung up? Like, yo, did I cross the line back then? Like when I said this and this, like, are, are we still cool? And you were like, you didn't even think anything of it. Like, but that was hard for me. That was, taking stances like that was not something that I was good at or am good at doing. Uh, yeah, it got real. We never avoided conflict. No, yes, that and and back to that other question about how did you how did how did this team succeed? We absolutely did not shy away from conflict. It was always respectful and it was always constructive. But it was if there was something that needed to be laid bare, we laid that bare. I mean, we we even had in in cohort we had a week where we sort of went a little bit off the rails and we had to sit down that Monday and it was like, we went off the rails last week. Why did that happen? And how do we keep that from happening again? Uh, you know, I, I, I developed personally tremendously because of these two guys uh, and the space that they gave me to grow. So I'm 
just so thankful for that. And I will, I will take the memory of that night in, uh, uh, at, uh, La Crocodile with me to the grave. That was just such a beautiful, beautiful memory, uh, with these guys meeting for the first time. And, uh, and for uh, those of you who don't know what that means is we went crocodile hunting in the swamps of, <laughs> I'm kidding. The swamps of the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a restaurant that, yeah, that we ate at. Um, ben, in Ben's previous life, he was a sommelier, so he taught me and Gabe how to live. Um, which was so awesome. that was one thing we did in Brooklyn. Yeah, and just to add on to what the guy said, um, so I'm, I'm the youngest of the group. And I thank God I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that like, I don't know anything in life. And I'm just so like, there's just so many areas that I need to grow in and just hanging around with them and just being real and personal uh, with both of them. Like just, I just became so much more humble. I, I was taught to stop and smell the roses. I'm somebody who just just has to go through walls all the time. Like I constantly have to shatter my own personal records and I never used to stop and like think about my achievements or, Oh my God, it took me 1500 hours to go through core. Like I would never stop and think about those things. Like to me, that's never enough. Like there's, I always have to do more. It's not enough. And just, yeah. Being able to reminisce on my, on our accomplishments and just being vulnerable. Like, like I, like I said, like my personality is type A, like I have to be leading. I have to be, uh, you know, pushing the envelope. And these guys just taught me to take a, a seat, you know, just be vulnerable, share what I'm going through. I'm not trying to just beat everybody at everything. Cause you're not, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. It's like that saying where, uh, I don't know who said this, but like, if, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And I, I learned that like in a, in a real deep level, I re- really genuinely learned that through this experience. And I'm eternally grateful to Lotsko and, and my, my boys. I love that phrase. I think this is why people come to Lotsko, isn't it? I mean, they can learn stuff on their own, right? And they can go much faster without assessments, without guidance. But yeah, if you want to go far, as far as you possibly can, you know, Lotsko can be that. But then within Lotsko here, you have a lot of like-minded people, you know, and, and, uh, it, you know, there, I see a lot of profiles of people and, um, there are a lot of patterns. There are a lot of patterns. There are a lot of people that are similar and no matter how unique it feels, right. I get a lot of questions like, Hey, this is my situation. You know, what do you think? Can I do it? I'm like, I see tons of people like this at launch school. Of course you can do it. Right. If you want to. Um, so yeah. And, and I think for me, the lesson I learned is, have to build more opportunities for people to discover each other, right? And also having like this podcast to show that like, yeah, there's something positive here. You can get more than you put in. Don't think about it just like, oh, well, I got to put in more time to this, like as a job or something. It's not like that, right? It's, it's about deriving multiple times more back in the future, in the long run. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I don't know if there's any anything else you want to talk about that I didn't ask or if, any any last remarks or comments. Uh, I just wanted to say that Sir Jen is not as scary as he seems. You're probably ready to take the assessment, so take it and get it over with. 
Okay, that's the last statement. We're gonna. We're gonna <laughs> that's how we want to close it. <laughs> All right. It's seen. Hit us up on Slack if you have any questions. Uh, we yep. are pretty friendly people. We don't bite. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. I. This is another thing I, I find amazing is like, where else can you find? a learn to code community where all these like working engineers are hanging out like where else mm-hmm. and sure. they walk the same path you're walking that's incredible right so yeah, yeah thanks for making yourselves available all right we'll we'll call it a day thanks guys stay in touch and uh yeah <laughs> have a good day thanks for coming on again thanks chris thanks, thanks for having us thanks chris thanks guys